Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Think Big Bodybuilding Media. I'm Scott McDally, and today we are going to speak with IFBB Pro Aaron Clark of the 212 Division. A few years ago, Aaron Clark was on fire. Like He turned pro in 2012. I believe he was 23 years old. By two years later, he took uh, first place at the New York Pro. He took third at the Arnold Classic. That was just behind uh, Dave Henry and Flex Lewis. He beat guys like Hidetati Yamagishi and Dave Henry. I mean, he was in really good company at that show and he stood his own. The guy was on fire. Now, from there, things kind of declined. And by 2018, after a poor showing at the New York Pro, he disappeared off bodybuilding radar. Well, he's back. He just showed back up at the Tampa Pro, and he's like the Aaron Clark of old. So we're going to catch up with him today. We're going to talk about where he's been. We're going to talk about what he's been up to. And uh, guys, I hope you enjoyed this program. If you do, do me a favor, hit the like button. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do, because we have several programs coming out each week. All right, guys, let's get to Aaron Clark. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Think Big Bodybuilding Media. I'm Scott McNally, and with me today, it's my great pleasure to have with me uh, 212 competitor Aaron Clark, man. What's up, brother? How you doing? How you doing, brother? Doing good. Right on, doing man. Good. Great to have you here, and, and great to see you back. You just, uh, I think you surprised a lot of people at the Tampa. That was a fantastic showing. Yeah, man, that was the plan. I mean, I went into that show just, you know, my goal was to, I got to be in that top group. I got to come back and make a splash. Um, you know, no one competes for fourth place, yeah. but at the same time I did what I came to do. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy with it all said and done. And I'm very happy that the show didn't get canceled yeah. or anything. You know, we were able to just see it through and Hell yeah, done. man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I, I feel like it was a, a fantastic, um, reintroduction, I'm really excited to see what you do next. I feel like, you know, we saw some improvements. You brought all the you brought all the muscle I think you could possibly freaking carry. Uh, now, what what did you weigh in at when when you guys actually did your weigh ins? Well, um, on my scale, two twelve on their square scale, I think it was two oh eight and a half. Okay. Um, okay. Every time I've been there, it's always a few maybe three or four pound difference. Yeah. I yeah. think they no one, they don't want to tell anyone, no, I'm sorry. You can't yeah. compete. Yeah. Um, so they, but yeah, I was probably, if I had to guess, uh, 215 or under, but over 212 you know, competing. Right on. Would, man. Be, would be what I would guess. Yeah. Right on. It's, it's funny because like, you know, we talked a little bit before the show and, you know, bodybuilding is such a revolving door that, like, like I see every time I'm at like the, the Arnold Expo or the Olympia Expo, whatever, you know, you go to a show, there's like this whole new crop of kids there. And I say kids respectfully, the younger people involved in the sport now. But I'm looking at your competitive history, man. Some of these guys might not have even been watching bodybuilding just a few years ago in 2014, for instance. You were freaking yeah. killing it, man. You were destroying it yeah. that time. Like just to go back through, we're talking first place at the New York pro we're talking third place at the Arnold classic. Um, you were top six finisher at the Olympia in 2014. I mean, that's, you were one of the best. No question. That was man. a good year. Yeah. yeah. That was a good year. Yeah. It was my best year. Um, cause, uh, yeah, I was real excited to get that Arnold invite. Yeah. I remember super stoked about that. And, uh, 
I think I got fourth on my first pro show. Okay. Everything comes full circle, right? Um, <laughs> I think it was New York, uh, 2013. Um, you know, came back next year. That was a killer year. And, uh, then I had a lot of changes. 2015 was just okay. Okay. You know, and then kind of disappeared for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to think though, I mean, as it stands, you have kind of a, you have quite a history with, with a lot of, a lot of the like really great, 212 competitors that are even now retiring you know guys like you've been up yeah. there with guys like jose raymond you know for sure for sure at the same time you're young what are, you were what 31 i'm 31 yeah yeah so. so you're still a kid in the sport you know you've got a long yeah, time crazy. to go you know i don't think of myself as young but even at tampa you know asking how old everyone is yeah. the youngest guys are 31 30 you know yeah uh it's rare i mean i turned pro when i was 23 okay so i kind of got head start um yeah. i guess on that but hell yeah man yeah so you know the, just checking out some of your history too and everything i i didn't realize you did your own diets for a long time even at the usa when you turned pro yeah if you want to call it a diet what do you mean <laughs> um i mean i've always been naturally lean person. okay um and i didn't blow up real huge off season yeah so i was just kind of diet you know progressively to the show and kind of figure it out um huh. i was definitely winging it you know i didn't have it written down uh you know x amount of this x amount of that yeah it was just on the fly and i think that you can get to a certain point especially when you're younger like, like i said 23 you know you can kind of fly by the seat of your pants like that yeah um but I knew coming back, like, I can't do that again. Okay. Um, especially just kind of trying to, like, bring yourself back. I knew physically and mentally that I wasn't going to be able to do that again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Tell me, what was the I, – I can only imagine what the, the – almost, like, the pressure would be, like, uh, the expectations almost that you would have for yourself. Because, I mean, when you, when you dieted in to, say, uh, uh, USA's and you did that on your own – you, yeah. you know, you could take it by the seat of your pants and it's like, well, you know, I'm just doing my thing. Now it's like now people know who you are. You've been a very successful pro bodybuilder. And uh, it, what was it like thinking, OK, I'm going to put it all on the line now and come back? What was your mindset with that? Well, I think, you know, bodybuilding has been a big part of my life and I left it at a very negative chapter. Mm. And I think that. You know, you have two choices. You can either sit with that or you can, you know, go revisit and, and make it better. Like you have two options. Okay. You're either okay with that or you're not and you're going to come back and, and make it right in a sense. Yeah. You know, and that was very important to me. Um, I mean, my wife is the one who was really like, you know, Aaron, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, if you're going to do it like because I was always bodybuilding, you know, I always train. I use this and it's kind of like, look, you're spending this time like. Are you going to do it or are you not? Yeah. Um, you know, stop saying that you're going to do it, but you didn't hire a coach. Mm. You didn't. And it's like I'm giving myself an out, you know? Okay. So yeah. I hired, I hired Johnny, the coach I used, and I locked in. Like, I was I was locked into doing it at this point. Okay. Know? Okay. No, no excuses like, oh, you know, I just couldn't get it together. No, I mean, I have someone helping me. Everything is set. Yeah. So, I locked myself into it to do it. 
And uh, I think then, you know, you just follow it. You do everything you can. I know inside that I have been a top competitor. Yeah. So I know that if I make myself follow everything to a T, then why shouldn't I not at least be close, right? Absolutely. Um, and in your head, like, it's really hard to believe. I mean, all through it is a mental battle thinking, like, you know, the last uh, taste of bodybuilding that I had was very negative and embarrassing, you know, and you feel like when you take a bite, that's what you're going to get a mouthful of again, you know, mm. like that's kind of what you you know, your mind is telling you, but you know, that's not reality, you know, that, that happened for a reason. And, yeah. and if you do all the right things, you know, you leave no stone unturned, then, you know, you're, you're setting yourself to, self up to do, to do better, to do, you know, yeah, I want to say to win, but you know, so talk, talk to us a little bit about that then, about the, the bad taste that bodybuilding had, you know, left for you when, because we haven't really gotten to that yet. You know, why, why did you stop? What happened? I mean, I think after, you know, we talked about 2014 was a great year. It yeah. was a great year. 2015 was pretty good, you know, but things started to go downhill. Um, I think a lot of changes in my life happened and... You know, obviously, I'm an, I'm a man. I'm an adult, and nothing that I took on or, or happened to me, it's all my own responsibility. You know, but I did mm. start. You know, I hanging out with different people. You know, different habits, different things become okay. Um, you know, when I moved to Florida, South Florida, that's where I really started to to go down. Okay. Um, you know, I was I was all alone, uh, no family, no friends really, except for the friends that I made there. And like, there's nothing against them. They were they were good to me. Yeah. You know? But I'm just saying, from my own personal standpoint, that's when we started to go down. And I think, um, as I was kind of floundering, like, what's going on? I thought maybe I just need to get to go into the open class. And that's when, at the end of 2015, I said, "Oh, as I'm going to the open class." Okay. And you know, in hindsight, that was a mistake. Okay. Um, but it also gave me kind of this weird excuse to go away for a while. Oh. You know, when are you ever really ready to come back, you know? Yeah, yeah. You um, could always use like that just a little yeah. more, you know? And, uh, yeah. So, I think, you know, early next year I was over 250 already. Um, <laughs> wow. Which is big for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think in all of that, I... Uh, you know, that, that hurt my waistline and mm. a lot of things in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that lasted, you know, years. I was 15, so to 18, and then to now. Yeah. It's been, you know, half a decade. So So how did you um, turn that around then? Because, I mean, I, I feel like everything you're talking about, it, it you know, it's a downward spiral that a lot of us can get caught into. You know, it sounds like you were sure. young. You know, yeah. you had moved basically away from a lot of probably your foundations and stuff, uh, you know, and, and like you said, man, you weren't like really being super accountable for yourself, maybe, you know, no. and things I think, slipped. I think, you know, bodybuilding is an extreme, you can call it a sport, you know? Yeah. And, and I think that, uh, you know, you can start justifying a lot of things if you're not careful. Sure. You know, and you really need to have clear lines. Hmm. You know, this is okay and this is not. Yeah. Because, 
you know, the further you get into it, you know, well, I took this for this. Why shouldn't I take this for that? And then it just goes, you know, yeah. you can take that to the moon and back, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, eventually, I mean, eventually for myself, clearly I just, you know, my standards and what's up, what's down, what's, you know, get totally, pff, um, and, and eventually you got to just, I mean, you should be able to sit down and just, you know, you got to push everything away yeah. and then reevaluate because you have so many, you've just collected all of these things, most of them negative that are going to weigh you down. You yeah. know, I mean, if I hadn't done that, I'd never be, never come back um, and compete again. For sure. That's got to be hard to look at yourself. I mean, well, when I say that, man, I'm leading you, but I know in my own life, I can totally relate to what you're talking about. And I can tell you in my own life, it was hard to look at myself and be honest. That, oh, yeah. That I, you know, I made a lot of mistakes, basically, is what it 100%. came down to. It's brutal. It's, it's, the, it's one of the hardest things to do, you and know. The difference with me when I made those decisions, I had to face the people that I worked with my friends, yeah. my family, you had to also face the entire world of bodybuilding, which is a different level of pressure. <clears throat> yeah, I think, um, like if we're, we're talking about 2018 and stuff, I think after that, I mean, any disillusion you have about, you know, who you are and what you're projecting, you get a clear picture after that, you know, like, Oh wow. Like, this it's that bad like you know everyone uh, sees this yeah and uh, i think you know i obviously got the message but i also just tried to not read things mm. you know because there are times where you know people who i would have said oh they're one of my best friends i mean they were just you know tearing me apart in front of everyone you know on on facebook groups and bodybuilding message boards it's you know you find out who, who's your friend who's not you know yeah. who really um but at the end of the day, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, just to, uh, losing my thoughts here, um, to, you know, I just, it is a process to just come back and, uh, yeah. And make it right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I mean though. That's like, that's the hard part. So, you know, you mentioned 2018, Things didn't go great for you at the New York Pro. It wasn't a good look. You, you've yeah. mentioned, you know, a lot of personal issues around that time. And it would be easy to, like, just disappear from bodybuilding and never show your face again type thing. That's what I'm yeah, thinking. Sure. Like, and that's what I mean by, like, actually facing those people, facing the yeah. like, that's a lot more pressure, man, for for you to turn around and be like, hey, listen, I'm actually going to try again now yeah. in 2020, two years later. You know, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a, I commend you on that, I guess is, is what I'm saying. Cause it's a whole other level for somebody who's in the public eye versus someone like me, who's just an average everyday guy, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot, I mean, man. It, it's hard no matter who you are. Cause you know, people depends on how much weight you put on certain people's opinions and such mm. things like that. But I think, um, it boils down to what, what's it worth, you know, like, because of course, like I had a lot of feelings, like I'm just, I'm gonna just run away from this at this point. Like we'll just keep that door shut, yeah, and I'll just keep training and doing, you know, my life. Yeah. But I think, are you know, are you okay with that? You know, uh, like, you're uh, people always are gonna remember that, 
you know, your last thing you did. Yeah. You know, no matter yeah. how good you were, no matter what you did before <laughs> then, whatever, they're going to remember the worst thing. Yeah. And the last thing. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, it's not for them. It's not for anyone else. But it's huh. for me knowing that that's the person that I've, you know, I've painted this mural of myself and that's what I painted, you know, yeah. this picture. And that's not what I want. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it, it eats at you. Like you don't want that to be the case. Huh. So whatever it takes to come back and, you know, erase that and whatever you can do to rewrite that, yeah, I think is, is important. So you must uh, feel so good now, man. I mean, being, it feels know, good to, yeah. to come back and to feel like, you know, and, and as nasty as, you know, people can be. And I don't blame, like, people see what they see, you know? Yeah. And people interpret it how they, they don't really know me. They don't really know, you know, you know how it goes on the internet. But, you know, as negative as people have been, when I did the show, like, everyone was real positive, you know? If I look at my comments, you know, it's glad to see me back, you know, so glad to see you you know, back on the right track, et cetera. You know, it feels good to know that all you did was just come back and you, and you did it. Hell yeah. Literally, man. You just came back and, and your actions showed them that, you know? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's really cool, man. Hey, what's going on, guys? Scott McNally here. I'm going to jump in with a quick break, and then we will get right back to the show. By the way, guys, if you're listening to this on iTunes, do me a favor and leave us a five-star review. All that stuff will help to uh, boost us up so that other people can find our programming. All right, guys, we're going to take just a brief pause to shout out truenutrition.com. I've been using them for years now, years long before they sponsored our programming, and so has Skip, and so has Scott Stevenson, and so has Dusty Hanshaw. In fact, those guys knew the owner, Dante Trudell, for years now, since back before he even had True Nutrition. He's the creator of DC Training, which we talk about all the time, and he's also the creator of True Nutrition. He developed this company so that he could offer bodybuilders high-quality supplements with no flashy marketing, no gimmicks, none of the stuff that would boost the pricing up. This way, he could sell products for next to wholesale pricing and make sure that he kept them as high-quality as possible. I back everything sold by truenutrition.com. You can get everything you need from all your protein powders to plant-based protein powders to whole food vitamins and fish oil to performance supplements like your NO products like citrulline, malate, and beta alanine. Anything you could possibly think of, you can get there at True Nutrition. And if you use our code ADVICES, that will let them know that you support our programming and in turn, they'll continue to support what we are doing. So once again, that's truenutrition.com and our code ADVICES supports our podcasts, plus it'll get you a discount. I also want to shout out getazoth.com. That's A-Z-O-T-H. Azoth is on the cutting edge of brain supplements. Increasing focus and attention, live in the zone. Cognition and memory to process faster and think deeper. Improves mood, controls stress, plus energy and motivation. Start strong and finish stronger. Whatever you're investing your time in, the idea of nootropics is to get more out of it, to get more accomplished and to be more effective at what you're doing. 
I use nootropics to help boost my cognitive abilities while I'm podcasting, adjusting diets, and dialing people in on their contest preps. Azoth 2.0 is great for performance enhancement at my desk, but it's also great for performance enhancement in the gym. Check them out. You can go to getazoth.com. You can go to the Amazon link. Both of those are in our show notes. And we also have a code. Advices10 will get you 10% off at either of those sites. That's A-Z-O-T-H. Thank you guys for listening to our ads. Thank you for supporting us by shopping with our sponsors and using our codes. And if you have any questions, reach out to me at Scott McNally one on Instagram or hit me up at the Advices Radio Group on Facebook. So tell me about the prep then. You know, you, you decided you're going to come back and then yeah. we uh, decided that we all decided together collectively to have a pandemic, which, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, well, that was great timing. How, how did your training go through all of that? Well, oddly enough for me, it worked out in a oddly positive way because huh. normally I'm training people from you know early in the morning to late at night. Okay, uh, that's a bit, that's what I had been doing, and the gym sh- closed, so you know I can't train them there anymore. Yeah, um, and so I still have access to the gym now. Yeah, just me. Okay, um, and so. I'm sitting on my ass like, you know, what am I going to do right now? Yeah. And it ended up being a perfect time to just prep okay. for the show. Um, obviously, that would all have been in vain if everything got canceled at the end. But I didn't entertain that thought because you just – you can't do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's all sucked. Yeah. But if I'm being honest, it worked to my advantage, I would say. Yeah. yeah. I, could, I could see that, man. Give you a chance to kind of – Clear everything out. Focus yeah. on what you needed to do. When you started that, what, uh, did you did you start it with the idea of doing a show, or were you just did you just get into a good rhythm? How did that? How did that? The initial sparks occur. How do you, how do you mean? Started okay, it? like when you did you say just did you say like okay I'm gonna start prepping for a show from day one, yeah. or were you like hey I'm I'm really getting into a groove here. Maybe I could do maybe I could put something together. What I'm asking is, are you talking about like cleaning up my life? Oh, I mean, just this prep. Just, yeah, just, just the prep, prep itself. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I linked up with Johnny, who's the guy I worked with for the show, Casalena. Yeah. Um, my, yeah, I was planning to do a show. Okay. Um, and I think he was like, how about Tampa? It's in 15 weeks, something like that. Yeah. So, you know, um, I wasn't, I think I was, I, Dynamic is in Chicago. Okay. So in my mind, I thought it would do Chicago. That's your sponsor, but, uh, right? Yeah. Dynamic Evolution. Um, and so, yeah, I, I was like, okay, we'll do Tampa. Yeah. And uh, worked out. You know? Hell yeah, man. Um, so I, I'm just, I'm glad, like, you know, all these shows are getting postponed and moved and that sucks. I mean, Especially postponed. Yeah. You know, you've, you've made this timeline out and then it gets moved on. Yeah, that's rough. That's, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, that, that definitely, it worked out. I, I, we won't know how the rest of the shows work out, fingers crossed. But yeah. now that you've got this one under your belt, um, I already know because I asked you on, uh, on DM earlier, but uh, tell the audience, what's, what's your plans here? Because my first question was, what are you going to do next? Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a part of me that says, okay, I think I have six points now, six 
I'm, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So I could do one more show and do the O, mm. but I really only got a couple choices and those yeah. might get moved or canceled. Yeah. Um, and so right now I'm just, I'm really happy with how things worked out for this, you know, for Tampa and kind of coming back on the scene. Yeah. And it's like, it's probably a better idea to just leave it for now. Yeah. You know, okay. And to just, you know, stay tight and, work on the waist a little more and okay. you know, keep training and then try and come back early in the year. Maybe when things are more settled. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, what does that, what does that working. mean? Working on the waist? Cause I, I, I think that's something that it's, it's kind of a newer idea. I feel like, yeah. especially like back just a few years ago, working on your waist was not a thing that we did, you know, in 2014. And especially yeah. like there were some really just thick 212 guys that the look has kind of shifted a little. I think it that you're fitting sure. in well. You're super well. You were probably the most heavily muscled dude on that 212 yeah. stage. Um obviously, you know, yeah, if you could bring your waist in a little, that could only benefit you. Yeah. What what does that take? How do you do that? Well, there's a few factors i think number one is diet and i think because i'm naturally really lean a lot of times especially in the off season i just i just ate what i wanted yeah you know and it caused a lot of inflammation in the you know your digestive tract um of course it's okay to do every now and then but you know over a period of time it has a negative implication i think that uh also when i try to get super huge you know, over 250, um, just forcing massive amounts of food. It's not good, especially if you're a shorter guy, you know, with a certain type of build. I never had a small waist. Okay. Um, like, the thing now, it's like, if a guy doesn't have a vacuum, yeah. then people would say he has plumboism. Right. Um, so it's, I mean, and that's extreme. But uh, obviously, you know, your transverse abdominis, muscles are what you, you can pull your stomach in and i think you know i just need to keep training those just keep training the midsection and, and uh i think staying i don't want to say smaller but just tighter yeah and not like blowing up real real big it will certainly help um because there is a, a massive difference just from the beginning to the end of the prep okay you know, and of my waist um and, you know, I don't really know why, but I, I assume that it's only eating really certain foods and, you know, making sure that you train, you know, your, your, your abdominal muscles certain ways. And, uh, you know, I have a waist trainer, one of those things you squeeze it real tight. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not 100% sure how much that works or not. Yeah. I mean, I did it well did some of my cardio, but I did more cardio too. Okay. Um, then I used to, in the past, I used to not really do any, um, I would train for a long time, like two plus hours, but you know, the cardio that I did was not, you know, for this show I was doing, you know, hit post-workout and then also steady state at night usually. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so you really, it sounds like you really tried to, to push it then in this prep, like you, you know, you, yeah. you guys, you guys really drove shout out too to Johnny K 
Castellana. I started following him not too long ago when I, I saw he was working with you. You guys did an in- incredible job, man. You really did yeah, together. He, he pushed me really hard. And, you know, I think the interesting thing is because I have prepped myself before, parts of this prep, I mean, I would have never pushed myself out. Ah, okay. Like, mentally, like, I can push myself very hard, but I just never would have really done that to myself if yeah. that makes sense yeah um it's just a uh you know a mental um you know and i think some of that could be you know burning some of the visceral fat that maybe you've you know sure collected over time you know you've got to really you know diet till you're shredded and then keep dieting yes you know just to starve it out yeah I yeah mean, that's hard to get rid of so i think that's part of it you know keep doing the cardio when you're in a huge deficit and those were things that I didn't really have to do before. Okay. In the past. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that that makes sense, man. So, you know, overall, like I said, you were you were probably the most muscled guy in the two twelve. Um, outside of continuing to work on shape with your waist, is there anything else that you would wanna improve? I mean, I'm a bodybuilder, so the answer is always <laughs> yes. You know? Right, right, right. I think that uh I always I always want better legs. Okay. Yeah. You know? Um, and I think so that, you know, right now I have to take away from the middle and push it, you know, out <laughs> to the limbs. And, yeah. Um, so we'll see what I can do. Right on, uh, man. The thing is, is I used to weigh in when I was younger, right about at the top, okay. you know, right about two, 10 to 11. And everyone was like, wow, you got so much bigger. Huh. And I didn't get any bigger. Like I weigh the same. So I think that um, in your head, as a 212 guy, you're like, oh, I can't get any better because I am limited by this weight limit. Huh. Um, but that's not always the case. Huh. I think that, you know, just time and, uh, you know, I, I don't really know the answer, but I think that over time, like, you do get better. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I agree with that, too. And I, I don't know if you have to have the answer. I think part of bodybuilding is like just, and I know it sounds cheesy, but the journey, you know, uh-huh. discovering that for yourself as you go. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, blanks that really don't have a answer. That's yeah. Just, yeah. It's different for everyone too. So I got, let me ask you one more thing. And this is going to be more of a general question for everybody who's listening, who's thinking to themselves like, man, I want to be as jacked as Aaron Clark one day. <laughs> um, Talk to me a little, just a little bit, some tips on on trying to grow the most amount of muscle possible. We've been talking a lot about progressive overload on the channel yeah. lately, and in the past, it, you you know, I used to subscribe to a lot of volume progressive overload. I'm finding is working really well for me, uh, yeah. and I've been doing a lot less sets, you know, going a lot more intense with the sets that I do do. Can you talk to me about, you know, obviously your training is probably a little different now than than what it took to get where you are. But what would be some of the advice you'd give to some of the younger guys out there that are trying to put on your your quality of muscle? I always trained really heavy. Okay. Um, and I also did a lot of volume. I, I think <laughs> I've always been kind of – I would never have, let's say, taken someone under my wing and told them to do exactly what I did. <laughs> okay. In the back of my head, I knew it was too much, but I, you know, yeah, yeah. just sick. Um, I think – as I've gotten older, though, and I think progressive overload clearly works. Like, and the science behind it clearly shows, like, 
you know, you want a muscle to be bigger and denser, then it has to be able to lift more weight or, you know, lifting more weight with a muscle, it will cause it to adapt clearly. Okay. You know, you make it lift more weight, you feed it, it rests, it grows like simple. Yeah. Um, and I think that everyone needs to have phases in their training that are like that at huh. least. Okay. Maybe, okay. I won't say everyone, but I think that you could benefit from a progressive overload, at least phases. Okay. What do you mean by phases? Well, like, let's say you do a few months like that. And then a few months, you know, you maybe increase the sets and, and you go a little lighter. Okay. And you, you give the tendons a break. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause, uh, unless you really dedicated with doing a deload every few weeks. Yeah. Because the problem is like for myself, I hate to do a deload and I think that I don't need it, but everyone needs it. Like that's how, you know, the strongest guys deload. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, progressive overload is fantastic, but you're also, because you're overloading and you're adding more of a load, you're much more apt to get hurt and much more apt to, you know, overblow the CNS like that. So I think you're either going to do it in phases or you're going to be real good about doing that deload. Okay. Um, every few weeks. Cool. Which, I, I just figured it was kind of a personal selfish uh, question because I, I wanted to know, but I figured too, the, <laughs> the audience wanted to know some of your thoughts there as well. I've, man. Done, I've done the giant sets too, the Milos thing. Oh yeah. Um, I've got mixed feelings on that, but I think that again, that it's good for phases, you know, like yeah. if you did, uh, one or two months of giant sets and then went back to a progressive overload. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, it's challenging the muscles in a different way. Yeah. Uh, you're not probably going to, you know, tear a quad, you know, you'll get painful pumps and you'll be out of breath and you know, it's just different. Yeah. It's different. Cool, man. So. Cool. Well, I, I really appreciate your time here. Um, I, I'm really grateful to have you on and, and dude, as a fan of the sport, I got so much satisfaction seeing you come back and seeing how you looked up there. I, I wasn't at the show. I watched the live feed, but that was, it was like, as a fan, man, I was just like, fuck yeah. When I saw you come out, that was cool. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Dude, I saw uh, you, you post a lot of videos and stuff over at your Instagram. Uh, is there yeah. anywhere else that people should follow along? Are you doing anything like YouTube, anything like that? Well, that's, that's in the works. I haven't really been on YouTube much, Okay, but, uh, if you follow me on Instagram, then then you'll see anything I start putting more energy into. Hell yeah. It'll be, you know, you won't miss anything if you follow me there. So. All right, guys. Well, uh, do us all a favor. Check out Aaron because he's a freaking fantastic bodybuilder. Aaron Clark here, 212. Uh, I've got his uh, all of his contact and stuff down in the show notes so you can follow him along. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate your time, brother. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me on here. Definitely.